You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, welcome back for episode 18, our last episode of our off-season plan we got going here, our off-season overviews. Uh, Training camps are starting up this week. We can just taste the hockey in the air. It's all coming back. Um, How you guys feeling? It's it's exciting times for me, for sure. Oh, I'm so excited, dude. It's like the glimpse of the season. We're less than a month away from the season opener. We're less than three days away from training camp or from preseason at the time of this recording. Like it's... It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it could also be like a disappointing time of the year, you know, because guys like like for the Canucks, for instance, come in out of shape. You come in fat <laughs> at Jake for Tannen. Uh, just shotgunning too many uh, beers with the boys. Oh, um, boy, Jake, man. What are you doing to me? <laughs> what are you doing to me? How about you, Zane? How's, how's training camp going for the Oilers and, and It's such? good. You know, you get to see Connor McDavid out there again. Uh, there's kind of just rumblings that he's not going to be playing any preseason games and today he shows up with a a regular jersey not a non-contact he's out there doing everything that he normally would and it's good to see that uh his legs better from his injury at the end of last season well with how the oilers um off season last year went i mean i think it's some good news for them i think i think it's probably well deserved so uh, that that's that's good. It's good to see the best player in the game at least uh, playing, right? So, with that said, we got four teams left. We got uh, Toronto, Boston, Montreal, and Ottawa. So, if you're a fan of one of those teams, this is the episode for you. I know we got one Ottawa fan who's been waiting this whole time. We we purposely we made him wait till the very end. <laughs> so you know what? This is for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, this is for you, man. Um, so we're gonna start off with Toronto. Uh, we're gonna get him out of the way here. And Toronto's Get him got out of the way. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna do them Savage. first. Um, they well, they also had in part to do with because they had some pretty big news today. Uh, the day of recording is the day that Marner signed. We're recording on the thirteenth um, here. So Friday the thirteenth, everyone. Yeah, what ooh. a day! So massive news out of Toronto. Six-year deal Marner signs for ten point eight nine million dollars. Initial thoughts, three. guys. Eight, was it eight nine three? Don't there forget that extra three thousand. I know Mitch Marner wasn't. He's got <laughs> every single dollar. Right yes, oh, that's, that's, yes, that's going is. straight to his daddy's bank account. Am I oh, right? Oh wow. <laughs> oh boy. So all in all, I mean, it was rumored that uh, I don't know if it was confirmed or not, but I guess the Dubis and, and company offered Marner in June uh, at eleven by eight. So, in comparison, how do we feel about this contract? Like, is this smart for Marner? Is this... How do you guys feel? You never... It, it can't be... It can't be dumb to accept over $10 million, I'll tell you that. And uh, He's still going to get another payday after this. Like, yeah, it's a good deal for him. Uh, yeah. Toronto had to pay him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And now they got a lot of money tied up. So, uh, interesting for the team. But it had to happen, so... How about you, Zane? 
He so Mitch Marner is now making seven hundred forty-one thousand dollars less than Austin Matthews, and I hope he's just sulking all over that because, <laughs> my God, this was drawn out for so yeah, long. Yeah, way too long. Way too long. Now, oh yeah, Nylander went longer last year, and he got flack for it as well. And there's other RFA's that are still, you know, on like still negotiating their deals. Why was Mitch Marner the center of attention? Like, what what made him? You know, this is it just because he's on the Leafs? I think it's because he's like, it's a pretty tough call. People say that Matthews is the center of the Leafs, and I might be way off here, but I feel like in Toronto, Marner is like the heart and soul. You know what I mean? Like, he's from Toronto, he was born and raised there, and like, he's loved, right? The way he plays the game, he's got a great personality, he's fun to watch. So, for all those reasons, I mean, I think that's was a lot of the drive behind getting as much as he could. I know that's hard for Toronto fans, and it, it might have caused a little bit of tension, but um, at the end of the day, you, you know, you, you want the kids signed and playing for you at, at, at the start of the season, and, you know, as close to possible to start a camp, because it, it, we saw what happened in Nylander last year when it when it drawn on. It, it's just hard to, to, to get in into the game speed when everybody else has had that, that extra time to, to play and, and, and get ready for the season. So I think this was, I think this is well done. I think this was a little bit of compromise on both sides. I mean, I think Marner wanted closer to three years and the Leafs wanted eight. So yeah, they couldn't you know, let this be a three year deal. No, or no. five, right. A- anywhere between in those years. So I think six is a decent compromise. I think I would have liked to see the number down a little bit lower, but, um, Maybe they had to pay a couple extra hundred thousand just to get him signed at the start of camp, and you can't really afford to waste this year, right? With all the, the defense oh, you that we have, and... you can't afford to waste this year at all. You you yeah. have to you have to get out of the first round this year. Like there's no no doubt. So yeah. looking at cap friendly, it says they have zero dollars in projected cap space right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that they already have the LTIRs guys on there. Um, so my question is: earlier in the off season. Dubas acquired guys like Cody CC at a four and a half million dollar cap hit. There was really no reason for him to acquire Cody CC. Like, he's it's not like he's good, a good player for four and a half million dollars. They did he bring in that money to basically put a tipping point, like a a line in the sand. Like this is how much we have. We cannot go higher than this physically to offer you Mitch Marner. Yeah, I, the CC one was trouble was a little troubling, but I mean, to get rid of that, I think, I think the big reason behind this contract is it's up next year. Right. So if they can get out of this year, they're going to be, and you know, maybe, maybe CC surprises, maybe he has a good year and he's okay, but um, just to get out of Zaitsev's contract, just to get out of Zaitsev's contract for the length of it, the term wise, I think it was a decent trade, but um, you got to remember, right. That the, the Leafs have Sandine and, and Lilligren coming. So, I know they're losing a lot of D next year, but they're also going to get some younger guys coming in. Uh, they're losing all their D besides Morgan Riley. <laughs> yeah, like that's... everyone's a UFA or RFA. Yeah, they're they're losing a ton of guys, and like um, a lot of these guys are going to command too big of contracts, and they don't really have any money left to to spend elsewhere. They'll have fifteen so, million dollars next year to fill. Yeah, eleven like, guys. Yeah, eleven guys. Yeah. That's that's. A lot of guys, and you know, fifty million is a lot of money. But once you break it down, it's not that much for eleven guys. Well, they have most of their their money tied up in five guys now, right? Uh, Which six, let, let, six guys. let's give them credit. It's a pretty damn good six guys have it tied up. Oh, in, like, yeah, guys. I mean, 
Yeah, they're three of the highest players in the NHL now, uh, or in the top ten, all play for the Leafs. So Marner, Tavares, and Matthews, and those are guys are all, all deserving to be in that. In I that think they're on the top seven, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all fantastic all players. players. Yes. Um, Unreal. Yeah. And I mean, the the cap is trending up, so maybe, you know, maybe in the last couple of years of his Marner contract, you'll look at it and say it's not that bad. And same with Matthews. Uh, but it kind of lines up. It gives you a window, right? Because it's five years, six years now. Um, what is it? Six years left on Tavares now. So yeah, it kind of all it, it kind of all matches up, right? Yep. So I think they got um, they got six years with those guys at least, uh, not including Matthews. Six years with the Tavares and Marner, and then we'll see what happens with Matthews. He says that he likes Toronto, but we all know the speculation he might go to Arizona. Um, yes, come to the Yotes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, th- I think the real like contract issues here and the real window of this team lies within uh, Morgan Riley and Freddie Anderson's contracts. So three they're going to have to repay. Yeah, it's, well, two years left on Andy and three years left on, on Morgan Riley, right? So And they're both going to get raises. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like Let's say they have some success here in the next two years too, right? Then... I mean, it's probably worth it, but you're definitely losing those guys. Like, if if Andy wins any sort of medals, we we see or trophies, we see where the league is heading towards paying goalies, right? But Barofsky just got yeah. ten and a half. I'm not saying he's going to get that much, but I mean, somewhere towards eight or north of seven at least is probably ex- expected. And then Morgan Riley is, I mean, he's going to get paid. So yeah, they're probably losing. You know, one they'll probably keep one of them. Maybe well. I bet I bet out of the two they keep Anderson because they have a lot of defensive prospects. So they also have some pretty good goalie prospects. So they got Ian Scott and Joseph Wool. That's true. Yeah. Looking pretty good. Ian Scott was a backup in the World Junior team, and Joseph Wool uh, comes out of the states. He's won a gold medal with the World Juniors. And they're what, like twenty and twenty-one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're right in the early twenties there. Yeah. 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 So. So also in two years, the NHL is supposed to be getting a new TV deal, which and plus the expansion team, the salary cap is supposed to go up significantly. So. Yeah. It, the window might be two years, but money might open up in two years. We're yeah. not sure where that's going to be. Like maybe it's a hundred million dollar salary cap. That's very true. That'd be so, huge for them. So let's dive into like this year. Was we got we know Marner starting the year. What kind of damage can this team do this year? What do you What are you guys thinking here? A lot, a lot. This team is winning games eight five, eight five. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't think their defense is that bad. Their Their defense and goaltending is is the defense is not great. The goaltending is really good. They have a solid top three. Let's run through the roster here. Yeah, they let's, got let's uh, let, they got Hyman, Tavares, Marner, uh, Janssen, Matthews, Nylander, Moore, Kerfoot, Kapanen. Patan, Spezza, Shore, and then that that bottom line could be like Goche, Agostino, Mikhaev in there. Who knows? And then they got Riley, Barry, Muzzin, Cece. Dermot's hurt, but he's going to be there. And then they got uh, they got a whole handful of guys. They got Sandine, Lilligren, uh, Schmaltz, who they traded for, Marinson, Hall. Um, and then in net, they got Anderson and Hutch, Hutchinson, but they also signed Michael Neuverth to a PTO. Um who could be a good pickup for them as a backup. He's had a lot of injury problems, but when he's played, he's played decently, right? So, And I actually heard that Kapanen might be on that Tavares line. I, I read something about that, and he could... Can we oh, talk on the about, left side there? Yeah, on the left side. Can we yeah. talk about the signings of Johansson and Kapanen real quick? Because they no, got them for good, cheap. Good contracts. Yeah, fantastic contracts. That's the, best, two, that's the best work that Dubas has done. Oh, yeah. Those guys are two 20-goal scores, and they're yeah. both under $4 They're both under 3 5 
they both want they both wanted to be there yeah like you could, they took pay cuts because they want to win and they yeah wanted to be there, so. and those are like that's thank god job. they did job because marner was not doing that <laughs> no yeah no. <laughs> well, those, those guys are underrated both of them yeah, i really like johansson too all yep. the money they saved on those contracts directly to Mitch Marner. Yeah, exactly. Or Janssen, sorry, not Johansson. So I let's go back here to this Kadri trade because uh, I think a key part here is I think Matthews is going to get a big hike in ice time because they don't have to play Kadri as much now, right? They don't have as much money tied up in that third center spot. So they can afford to roll those two heavy uh, top-heavy lines there. And I think that's going to... I mean, I think Matthews is going to score more this year. I think he's going to... Have a, have a massive year and I think that top line is going to do exactly what they did last year if the third line can be decent the fourth line is decent they definitely upgraded their defensemen so I like this team I, I think th- I think they're going to be good now you're saying they're going to roll the top two lines more often is is, Kai, is uh, Mike Babcock actually going to do that it's going to have to be because I think this is his last He's shot and no I think else. he went and met with uh, Austin Matthews and I think they kind of realized that they need each other so in order for Mike to stick around and have some success and get out of the first round, he's gonna need to play some Matthews. I mean, when you're down, when you're down by a goal and play Matthews your isn't fucking on the best line, player, man. Exactly, play, play. I know, I know you have Tavares, Marner, and Matthews, but just play all three. Like you don't put need them on to a play. power line. Like just yeah, throw them on, throw them on like the point or something. I don't know. Like just get them on the ice with those two, those two other guys, and good things will happen. If right? you're so, losing and the season's in doubt, you have to try whatever you can to win the damn exactly. game, and he didn't exactly. do that. And, like, no. I know that's a long time ago, but, like... It's frustrating. You said they need each other. Well, I think Babcock needs Matthews much more than Matthews needs him. Matthews yeah, no, no I agree. What. I agree. Totally agree. But I think if they don't have... Let's say they come out to a slow start, or they don't get out of the first round he's gone you're one he's, of, gone. he's gone he's, he's gone. gone he's got to be gone yeah you have because to with him. this roster there is no reason this team should not be at least second in the land and, and i don't and care if it's right against right the bruins now. i don't care if it's against the bruins i don't care who no. it is in the first round if you yeah. lose in the first round for the third year in a row with this kind of talent you're gone if you lose against the bruins for a third year in a row you shouldn't oh. coach the nhl again because like <laughs> you've seen you've seen that team three years in a row and you can't like change your strategies up and figure out how to beat them you're just getting out coached Oh yeah, especially with the talent that's on this. Oh, roster. it's hundred percent becomes a coaching thing. Yeah, yeah, unacceptable. Mike Babcock might be best suited to coach Team Canada forever, and that's fine. Do <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can retire there. But in a top-heavy roster like this one, is play your top. <laughs> yeah, play play your top. Look at like Edmonton. Team, you're right. Edmonton team Canada this year, but they didn't have. They had a a lot weaker of a bottom six than the Leafs did last season. Oh yeah, and <laughs> all they were doing was just playing their top two lines well yeah. the way babcock coaches is he likes to rule four lines and that's which is not perfect for team canada yeah not <laughs> for this team this team is constructed you play Tavares 25 minutes you play matthews 23 minutes or you know like you you play them those minutes and you you lean on them like those are your boys they're still young they can play these heavy minutes and they can they're not it's not like we're playing taves and kane who are both in their 30s you know what I mean? Like it's not like we gotta think about that. Let's let's play these kids. That's what they're here for. They're here but to score. So I, f- I feel like it's not rocket science. Like why hasn't he figured that out? Well, he's just a stubborn guy. But like, jeez, yeah, dude, it's gonna so cost you your job. Like I wish I adapt. wish we had Steve Dangle. I wish we had St- Steve Dangle here. You could do like a, a good Babcock impression. But I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> um, what about the D? Well, we haven't really talked about the D. So I, I always harped on this team because of the defensemen. I, I called last year they wouldn't get out of the first round because of the defensemen. Um, I mean, they got Muzzin last year, who I thought helped, and uh, I think he's a solid defenseman. 
Tyson Berry is an interesting one for me on this team because is he going to play with Morgan Riley? Like those guys uh, are pretty. I'll tell you what. It doesn't matter who Tyson Berry plays with. He is a stud, yeah. and he Just is going to be that. unreal. He's going to put up close to sixty points, and he, like doesn't matter. He he's a stud. He's nice probably about, he's probably only here one year, but he's a stud. Yeah. The nice thing about Barry is he's used to playing with like top heavy teams. Yeah. So he knows how to put up points with those guys. And he's got oh, he has two yeah. top heavy lines instead of one yeah. with Colorado. Yeah. So just think That's of the damage solid. he's gonna do. It's gonna be pretty uh And pretty he sick. is gonna get paid next year. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. north of seven million. No, and he is he, not gonna be on this roster. Yeah. Uh, I definitely think that they should play him with Jake Muzzin, more of the shutdown guy that can, you know, protect him if uh, things get out of hand. Uh, and you let someone like maybe Cody CC get carried by Morgan Riley and let him do all the heavy lifting there. Oh, Cody CC on the first pair though. Yikes! I think it might be like well, if he's rolling all three pairings, which you know Mike Babcock, which he will do. Yeah, I, I was gonna throw in here. I, I think that Lilligren and Sandin are gonna have a massive impact on this year. Like I've... if Lilligren figures it out and has a good year and can play like top four minutes. But he's like struggled, hasn't huge. he? Like, I've heard a lot of things that he's kind of been disappointing. Oh, he he came in and played the AHL as an 18-year-old, had a massive year, and he had a sophomore slump year. Like, I think this year he's going to be – I think he's going to be better, and I think uh, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. So, um, I like, I, I, I'm a big fan of Lilligren. Uh, Sandine, I think, is maybe not as explosive as Lilligren in terms of offensively, but I think he's more well-rounded. And Dubis has said multiple times that both those guys have a lot of opportunity to make the team this year. And that just screams like, I. it kind of just sounds like he, he wants him to make the team. He needs because him Because you're talking about Cody Cece. Like, what if Cody Cece doesn't even have to play at a certain point? What if their their D is just Riley, Barry, Muzzin, Lilligren, Dermot, Sandine? You know what I mean? Like, those those names. Like, that would be, that'd yeah. be huge for them. Their other options are Merton Marinson and Justin Hole. So I think that... Oh, Schmoltz too. <laughs> They, oh, they yeah, got I, already, I have Schmaltz ahead of them already, so... Yeah, yeah. You know, they, there's there's a good top three in Riley, Muzzin, and Barry, and yeah. then it's kind of just question marks, and where Sandy and Lilligan fit in these question marks is going to be interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I think that's the, the 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 key to watch this year. I mean, there's also guys like Jeremy Bracco who could play maybe in, that, in a third-line role. There's... Um, they they got some guys right. Like they're they still got some guys in their in their minor system. It's not that bad. So they also have Ilya um, Mikheyev on the from Russia. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch him play. It's it's gonna be interesting to see if he can make a dent. He's he's older, right? He's like twenty five now, twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, he'll probably yeah. be playing third line minutes, uh, or actually maybe even in a top six uh, winger role for uh, one of those two centers. If I would I would say that's only for injuries though. In terms of injuries, I, I think you give him a shot there. Uh, a premier scorer from the KHL, at least give him a preseason game. Maybe, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, in preseason sure, but I think by the end of the, like, yeah, when it all turns out, he'll be in the third line. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you break up what what works, right? And Hyman Tavares Marner was fantastic the last year. Maybe Kapanen plays there, like um, Ben said, and then you got Johnson, Matthews, Nylander. I mean. If you're if you're looking, he could play that third line role, and with it could be Mikheyev, uh, Kerfoot, Kapanen, which sounds pretty sick to me. Like that sounds like a good scoring line that's pretty cheap. So, yeah, I, there, there's tons of options, right? Um, I think a big thing too in this year, uh, maybe we, as we finish up the the Leafs segment, is the, the backup position, right? That's been a big criticism of the Leafs, where Garrett Sparks, Garrett Sparks was all over the, <laughs> the place. Uh, I'm not I'm not even gonna mince my words here. He was pretty 
god awful. So yep. which is too bad because he was so good in the AHL. He's a good guy too. Got a great like he's yeah. got a he's on um he's like the leader of goalie gear slots on Facebook. And I grew up as a goalie. I played junior, so I, I'm in that group. And it was always cool to watch him uh, like when he got drafted and stuff. Yeah, and, uh, he's been good in that community. So where did he go? I mean, uh, Vegas. I think. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Vegas. Um. But yeah, I think Neuvirth, around, so you know, you never know what happens. Yeah, yeah, no, he, for sure, he could he could figure it out and play better. But he, he I, I mean, I think him and Babcock butted heads a lot too. Just and it's interesting they they waived two different goalies last year in favor of Garrett Sparks. Yeah, I think that was that was yeah, probably did. a mistake looking back on it. But yeah, probably. I mean, when your guy wins AHL goalie of the year, and he's he's gonna get he's claimed off waivers, you give him a shot, right? I think yeah. that was... But I think Neuvirth is a smart PTO here. If he can come in and play 20 to 25 games, I, that'd be a huge help to Anderson. Like, massive. Because Anderson has been one of the most played goalies in the entire NHL in the last couple of years. And it starts to catch up to you. So, mm-hmm. um, And if they're being serious about going on a run this year and going deep in the playoffs, uh, a rested goalie could definitely help. So, Is there anything else that we want to talk about with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yeah, I just want to quickly touch on their draft picks for 2020. They have a second-round pick, a third-round pick, two-fourths, three sixth-round picks, and four seventh-round picks. So yep. a lot of uh, deep scouting needs to get done in Toronto, but they have, deep the, scouting. They have the huge think, staff budget to get that done. I think what they'll probably end up doing is trying to take trade those up. picks and... No, 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 not trade up, no? but uh, try to... Um, I don't know what the right word is, but disperse them into other draft years. So, you know, you can move back, pick up a pick for next year and, you know, try to like lengthen out your, your picks um, because they're not going to be selling off fat in, in the meantime and they're going to need draft picks. So I think if you can pick up draft picks for multiple years instead of just having clumps in certain years, because the way the amount of contracts you have and how you sign players if you have a, a certain if you have too many players you draft in yeah, one year that's true. you can lose you know what i mean it, it can point. be prob- it can be problematic so yeah that, that's my take on that anything else you got anything ben uh you want to do our in outs even though it's pretty easy with these guys oh i got them in yeah 100 percent in and, 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 and i think they i think they beat the first round this year Ooh, oh okay. wow! Well, we're doing uh, probably starting next week. Actually, guys, you guys are lucky because we're you know well lucky and unlucky, but we're starting our uh, preseason or our season predictions in the preseason. That's what we're starting. We're going to do East and West, uh, where we think everybody's going to place, how we think what they're going to do in the year. Um, if you guys have anything you want to add to us, anything you want to yell at us about, go on Reddit. You might be listening to this from Reddit. And just light are, us up in the you. comments. Yeah, light us up in the comments because we can take it. And um, I'd love to hear your guys' feedbacks. Um, and yeah, follow us at Hockey Heaven Pod on Twitter if you want to hear more episodes, if you liked what we're talking about. With that said, let's jump into our second team. It's funny because um, I'm a Habs fan and we're starting with my two least favorite teams in the whole NHL. Yeah, but... same. I'm a Canucks fan and same. Well, so we're going right into the Bruins. Two or three. We're going right into the Bruins Boo. here. Boo. No. Come on. Be nice. Be nice to the Bruins. I can't be nice to the Bruins. Be nice I can't be nice to any Boston, Boston they, sports team. They've okay. so much. I will, I will give you this. The city of Boston is one of my favorite places on the East Coast, if not my favorite place. The, your guys' city is fucking beautiful. I love yeah. it there. I would not mind 
living there or working for the Bruins one day. Ugh, I can't believe I just said that. Wow. But, <laughs> wow. But, like, dude, the city is awesome. Ben wants to win. See, that's what it is. Fuck <laughs> all your sports teams, though. Like, I ben, hate I hate you guys so much. I'm so jealous. I'm so a, here, jealous. Here's a chirp. Ben wants to work for Boston because he knows in Vancouver he'll never win a cup. So. Oh, fuck you, Grayson. <laughs> oh... Oh, moving on into the Boston oh, lineup. Here we go. My Let, God. I'm sure Bruins fans are absolutely loving hearing Ben right now because they, they thrive off other people hating them. So. Yeah, they, well, they're, hey, they're the I give them res- like the respect, though. Like To win that much in every sport is unreal. So yeah. Yeah, no, And the city's sure. beautiful, but, you know, it's just jealousy. And So fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay, let's start off with the lineup here. They got uh, Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak. DeBrus, Krejci, Quayle, Heinen, Stanika, Kuhlman, Wagner, Corrali, Bacchus, Chara, McAvoy, Crew, Carlo, uh, I, always, I always mess up this name, but uh, Grelz, God, it's Grelz, Grelz Grelzik. I'm sure let you suffer through that. I, Zane, help me. Help me, Isn't Zane, it, please. Are you talking about the defensive guy, Matt? Yes. Yeah, Matt. Isn't it Grizzlick? Matt Grizzlick. Grizzlick. Yay. Yes, there it is. Yes, yeah, thank is. you. <laughs> you guys should just let me suffer. You should have you should have just like extended by like, 30 seconds. Doing. Especially after that chirp I just sent you. Alright, and he's uh, he's partnered with, with uh I'm with loyal, Clifton. Grayson. I'm loyal. Yeah, thanks. He's partnered with Clifton, and then we got Rask and Halak and that. So that lineup isn't set in stone. That's kind of what I just threw together and what I've seen kind of online from you guys. So if uh, there's any like if I mess anything up there, um, hit me up in the comments and uh, and definitely chirp me for the the grizzly, grizzly, yeah, chirp him, grizzly, uh, Grizz, Grizz, pronunciation. Grizzly bear. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what? <laughs> before bed tonight I'm just gonna sit here and just go grizzly, grizzly, grizzly. I'm just I'm gonna you get, get it. it okay, you're, you're still gonna fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know I think if I didn't look at how like I wrote it down I think I could have like said it better off memory. But by how, how'd you at write it, it down? Well, just how it's spelled, right? It's just it, it, it doesn't it doesn't look how it's. I, I, I'm just gonna stop talking. Okay, Gers, let's, let's go into <laughs> let's go into the Bruins here. So Bruins just you know tough loss in the Stanley Cup Final against the the Blues. You hate to see it, no, or you, you love know. to see it. You'd love to see it. <laughs> um, are, are they are they still are they still the, the big bad Bruins? What what do we got here? Oh like, yeah, they still are. So they got to sign McAvoy and Carlo. They got seven point two million in cap space here. They got twenty three NHL contracts. Can they do that? Can they can they sign both those guys for seven point two million after we just saw what Provorov signed for? Well, but who's gonna who find just... a way to? Sorry to cut you off. I no, no, no. Who's gonna good. find a way to trade Bacchus's contract? Open yes. up another six million. Yeah, be able to pay your two guys and and be done with it. And Even if you can't open that, up six million, retain some of it and just open up some. Yeah, and maybe that takes conditional first round pick this year, uh, where if you obviously miss the playoffs, uh, then you don't give it up. But that might be what you have to do to to get this team rolling again. Well, do they have guys they can? Is there a cap relief option like bearing guys in the minors or any, or LTIR with this with these guys? Um. So I have one young guy in the lineup. I got Jackson Nika who. He's he's a younger guy. Um, in terms of like young forwards who are ready to make the jump, uh, Trent Frederick could probably play. He played a couple games uh, the year before. So, b- besides that, uh, not really. Not not really. I mean, they they have a couple defensemen. They Yaku do have Zaboro. some defensemen. They got. Uh, thank god you pronounced that name not instead of <laughs> uh yeah they got both those guys um 
they also had uh, Forrest Backer Carlson, who was pretty highly regarded, but he kind of disappeared off to Europe after some. He had a strong start, and then he kind of like faded away. So I don't know if it's like his future with the Bruins is pretty is pretty shaky and up in the air. I think. I hope he comes um, back because that's just an awesome name. Forrest Backer Carlson. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is an awesome sick. name. So I, I speaking of names too, I have this written down here. I swear to God, oh God. if you if your name starts with, <laughs> if your name starts with a J, man. Like the Bruins are your team. They got Jacob Forbazic Carlson, Jeremy Lazon, Jacob Zabrol, John Beecher, Jacob Locko, Jack Stanika. Like they got like they got all the J's. I don't know. <laughs> I was writing it down, I had to double check. I was like, am I writing this shit down right? Or is this like uh, uh, anyways. Um No, but we're we're talking about we're talking about uh cap space here in the seven point two. Trading back is definitely helps. But but next year, let's let's even look further down the line. They have to re-sign Charlie Coyle. Jake DeBrus, Tori Krug, Zidane Chara, Matt Greslick, and Yaro Halak. So some of those guys they can obviously let go. They also got Chris Wagner, Brett Ritchie, Kevin Miller in there. Um, Joachim Nordstrom might be worth keeping. So th- there's like a mix of like guys they can let go and some guys they can uh, they have, they might have to resign. Um, DeBrusque and Krug obviously you'd probably like to keep. I have those those guys are, are highlighted along with Greslick and. I mean, I don't know if Sajar, uh, Chara is going to play another year after this one. That might Probably, be it, yeah. This, this might be his last kick at the can. So it's going to be tight the next couple of years for sure. Like their cap is... As it should uh, be. They got a damn good team. They got a good team. So. They have a great team. And, and you know, they might have they might be losing some guys next year. But if they can get McAvoy and Carlo re-signed at the cost of, of only David Backus, they have the boys running again. You know, this team made it to the Stanley Cup Finals and... Uh, I think even if Tampa didn't get eliminated, they'd give them a strong run for their money, and uh, they're back. The, their team's back, and it's going to be another great year for the Boston Bruins. So I'll stop you right there, uh, because I, I mean, I look at the, the their lineup, and I I agree with you. They they got a good lineup, but I look at some of their ages, and it's just scary, man. Like when it's finally go- Patrice Bergeron's thirty four. Right, you got Brad Marchand who just hit thirty-one. That's still relatively young, but he's still aging. Um, Char is forty-two now. Did, you know, did like, Bergeron just have a career season? I think he did. I think he so did. I, but, I, but I'm not sure if that age argument's really that strong. Did, well, at thirty-four, you go to the Stanley Cup Finals. Not that long to rest. That's kind of where I, where I'm I'm coming from there. Right? right, and then they got David Krejci who's thirty-three. Like your top two centers are thirty-four, thirty-three. That's we see what's happening to the LA Kings and they're arguably, I think Carter's around there, but Kopitar's a little younger, right? But you start to worry, right? Like one year they just kind of fell off a cliff. So it's not that I'm saying they're going to be bad. I'm just a little worried. That's yeah. that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like I'm, I'm just worried how long their window is really open for. Like it's this how much year. longer. It is. It's yeah. This see, that's year, what I was, so I think it's, it's just this year. Yeah. And, and then maybe next, next year, year I, as well. I, I give it to them next year as well. They still have Marchand under contract. They still have Bergeron. They still have all their guys in the lineup ready to go. All their forwards, at least for the most part, they have some you know, yep. guys to resign on defense, but their main guys are still on the team. And I think that if you look at a team like Anaheim, you know they just fell off a cliff just yeah. recently. People have been talking about the Ducks falling off a cliff for a while now. People have been talking about the Sharks falling off for a while now. Yeah. And guess what? They're making the playoffs year after year after year after year. Nope, and I that's think that's going to happen with uh, this team as well. They may not that's be the, the Stanley Cup, you know, contenders and being in the finals like they were this past year, but they'll definitely be making it for for the next few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're lucky, right? They got 
Bergeron, Pasternak, Marshawn, all like under seven million. Like that's insane, right? That so is insane. Their highest paid forward is David Krejci at seven point two million, which is just nuts to think about. <laughs> yeah, and then, as well. Um, I was gonna say too. You know, you look at I, I look at their defense, or I always think of the Bruins' defense, and I don't like. There's not very many. In terms of like you, you think in the NHL elite like top end top 10 top 15 defensemen i mean maybe you can make a make a case for mcavoy who's gonna be there or i mean Krug's pretty offensive but maybe defensively he's not up to par but he's still pretty good but they they have a really good unit of defense and they play really well together this team is super well coached um and you know when i wrote down their 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 d pairings and, and their defensemen i was like you know what this this d is actually it's it's really good. I think it's good. I mean, I think it hinges a lot on Chara, which is scary because he's forty two, and but he's got some of the best stats, at least when you look at adva- advanced stats in the league. Like he he he's still a really effective defenseman defenseman in the NHL, which is kind of scary to think of when at, at that age. Yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> yeah, he is. So. Um, where would you guys? So we talked about Bacchus if they're trying to go for it this year, is there any like trades you could see them trying to make? Like where, where are we upgrading this team? What are we doing to this team? That's like, how are we making it better? I think some depth scoring is needed. Uh, you know, they have to Rask and net. They have uh, a very capable defense core. As long as you get Marco and Carlo re-signed, uh, they have that top end line in Bergeron, Pasternak and Marchand. They have a decent second line in Krejci and, and Dabrowski, whoever else they throw on there, but mm-hmm. their depth scoring, I think, is the weakest point of this team right now, and and getting a couple guys to really fill the bottom six. They got Charlie Coyle last year. That's That was pretty good addition, but they need a, you know maybe one or two more guys to really bolster this uh, this roster. Yeah, I'm on the same uh, wagon there as Zane. I think that could definitely help. Um, I think probably getting a little bit younger, too, uh, yeah. unless easier said than done. Um, but it never hurts. They could probably save some money by moving Halak too. Yeah, yeah. Is I don't. He, I don't really movable? know. He's got one year left on his contract, two point seven million. So yeah, that's movable. Um, I mean, do it's you just, though? Yeah, like I was just gonna say, Rask is notorious. Rask is notorious too for being pretty uh, up and down in the regular season, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Times, but yeah. he's still a great goalie. He's still a starting goalie. But yeah, you know what? He has his ups and downs. And having a capable veteran backup like Halak back there, um, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of needed in this in today's NHL. So I'm not sure if that's the right point to to shed cap. Yeah, I think you got to look back as first, obviously, and then uh, do they have another goalie though? They call up Grayson this is your area about a uh, um, young goalie at all Dan Vladar maybe uh they got Kyle uh Kieser, Kaiser is I've heard he pronounced different ways so um both those guys I think Vladar is more probably ready they but, got Maxima uh, Le- Legacy Legacy what's his name uh what the yeah but I think like when you when you get a new guy in your system I think you probably Legacy. want to reward the guys that you've had and drafted right I, I think it's a tough look when yeah you, that's true like uh, that's just me, but um, Kevin Miller is a guy that maybe they can they can shed some cap space. He's got one year left, two point four million. Um, 
just looking here trying to find some more places the good thing too next year i just kind of realized is seidenberg their bio history on seidenberg is up after this year and their retained salary on matt Bileski is up uh, after this year so they got about three million coming back onto the cap or off the cap next year which is really nice for them that's huge so i think a lot of this is is gonna be on debrusque having a big year like what are what do we think that DeBrus can do? Like, what's the damage we think he can do this year? Ooh, um, I mean, he can really only go up, right? Like, he's you would think he would go up, right? Like, he kind of he's ha- probably well. He had forty three, then forty two, and he did forty two in two less games. I, so that's kind of where he's been. I bet he pushes fifty. Pushes 50. Okay, what do you want to use him? I hope he pushes at least 65. I mean, this is a... Wow, this is a guy you know Jake, start. personally, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know. I knew him. Uh, we met uh, junior high together. He's a great 7 through 9. Uh, great kid. Good head on his shoulders. Just, you know, he's a guy that um, when you're that good at hockey, you know, things can go differently and you can act a certain way, but he's definitely not one of those guys. And... Uh, with a, well, strong... he had a different story too right like he he was like not really a major triple a player until um yeah he was definitely last like year five three at the time at you know for a large <laughs> a part guy. of his uh teenage yeah. life yes and then he shot up uh in his in his draft year the year before last year and um he probably could have been gotten higher in the draft if he didn't have that late growth spurt if he had an earlier one maybe he could have been you know a top pick and he's a really good player and and yeah. you know with Marshan Pasternak Bergeron in the first line taking up all the uh, the defensive coverage him and Krejci to have a great year again I, I think it can happen Grayson you said he he had 43 two years ago and then 42 last year right but he went up in goals he went from 16 to 27 so he did also only his assist games. dropped off massively last year right yeah it was kind of like they swapped it was almost a perfect swap uh, it is almost a perfect swap. I, yeah, I bet. To 15, or 16 to 27 to 27 to 50. I so. bet he can put up 55 then. I bet he can have, you know, 25. Yeah, I, I think if he can kind of even it out, I, I yeah. agree with you. I think he's like a 50 to 55 point guy. And he also yeah. needs to play all 82 games. Like he's only yes. played 70 games yeah. past yes. couple years. So yeah. if he can stay healthy, then then yeah, I think he'll hit 65. Yeah. He's like the, he's like, I'm not, he's like the one guy on this roster I wish didn't play for the, Blue, the Bruins because I oh, think he's like such a likable kid. And I, I'm a Habs fan, so I, it's just like wired into me where like I can't cheer for this team, but uh, I, I, I want to cheer for DeBrusque because he seems like such a likable guy and yeah, seems like a good dude. He, yeah, he's um, yeah. So I think fifty fifty five is reasonable for him. Saying you know him, get him on the pod, man. <laughs> get, get him on the pod. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with the Bruins? Or anything else you guys want to cover? Uh. This I team mean, didn't really have any like drama this offseason. The only drama is kind no. of McAvoy. And I think we probably should we oh, finish that off. What do we yeah, What do we think he signs there? What do you, What do we think he signs for? What What did I'm just totally blanking on the Columbus guy's name. What did he just sign for? Wrensky. Wrensky. Thank you. Ooh, uh, five by five something, right? Yeah, five million for so three years. The difference though was his last year is I think seven million is the qualifying offer. So that's yeah, where it the starts. Salaries at seven million, so it's qualifying offers seven million dollars. He can take a one year deal. Uh, at seven million bucks and walk straight into UFA if he wanted to. Hmm. So, which that's why you know the Leafs didn't want to take a three-year deal on but, Matthews. It's probably not a the good biggest problem. Three-year three deal on McAvoy. 
three-year deals are, are hard. The biggest problem with McAvoy is his health. He has the most games he's played in a season is 63. Now, he's only played two two years. He had 32 in 63, which is awesome. And then he had 28 and 54, which is still really good as a defenseman. Um, so I definitely... This one's hard, right? Because he's... He, how, how much longer does he have till free agency? Or, yeah, he has three years. Three left, years? Right? What, he's 21. Um, I think it's three years. That sounds yeah. right. I think, I think it's three years. But he's got... So, like, that's tough, right? Like, maybe a one-year deal is where you kind of... You just fit him in for this year and figure it out for next year with all the guys coming off your roster. Yeah. I don't, it's hard. Because I mean, Provorov, we saw signed for what? What six six seven five was it? And if you're the Bruins, I don't know if you can afford to pay that. But you kind of look at where Provorov's at point wise, and McAvoy kind of I think slides kind of right under there. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And you got to sign Carlo. I think Carlo's a big part of this team, so it's tough. I mean, I think I I would try to get him in right over the the six million mark, like six one somewhere in there that's what i would be trying to do maybe right under six five nine somewhere in there yeah that sounds like i think i I think the wierenski contract was an absolute steal so this contract i think is if you can get him on the wierenski contract like god pay him pay the man that money but if you can get him cheaper i think it's it's between wierenski and proveroff somewhere in there right it's got yes yes um and then what, what are we thinking for carlo is he like anything more than I wouldn't go anything over one five. Uh, no, yeah, probably right, right around that. Yeah, but he's probably wanting like a two five. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem, right? When you look at Carlos, like you look at Carlos' stats, and he's yeah, got sixty and eighty two, seventy six and six, and he's got ten and seventy two. So I don't know. A two five seems a little re- a little unreasonable to me. Like I think one one five one. Well, just because three he doesn't is... have like offensive numbers, I mean, he's not a bad. Yeah, defensive. but in today's NHL the intangibles aren't what gets you contracts really anymore right it's more like what if what points are you putting up what um i think like the only guy who's really getting paid for his intangibles are kind of t- is like tom wilson and like furland really right i mean furland still puts up points but, but you're listing two forwards here you know let's look at a guy like nicholas yalmerson in arizona who's arguably overpaid definitely not he's one of the best defensive defensemen in the league you need those guys. I don't. I don't know about that. At that, he's making like five but five. That's ridiculous. For someone like you who's so against guys like Subban and, and Eric Carlson, not understanding that you need to pay those. No, guys I'm with you. Been, I'm, I'm I'm with you. Like I think I would want to pay him more, but I just don't think you can afford to. And I think the argument is you're not putting up any points, so I'm not going to pay you. You got to look at it a business standpoint, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. If you look at it that way, that, that's the argument you can make. But I, that's probably why he's not signed yet. Oh yeah, agree. I agree. I think McAvoy has. You sign McAvoy first, right? It's just. Oh yeah, yeah. you try. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, All right. Well, with that said, why don't you Bruin fan- fans uh, hit us up in the? We're gonna be posting this on Reddit, so you know, yell at us, rage at us, tell us what you think. Uh, we can take it, and we love to hear your feedback. Um, we're at, on Twitter at hockeyheavenpod dot or at hockeyheavenpod. Sorry. Hockeyheavenpod.com. Yeah, yeah. No, just give us a follow there, and. Um, yeah, if you, if you like the episode, give give all the other ones a, uh, a listen. We're going to be doing our NHL predictions for where teams are going to be placed. There's our you know, standing prediction in the preseason in the next couple weeks here. So 
if you're interested in that, uh, definitely tune in for that. Uh, just quickly, too, do we all have this team in or out? Oh, definitely in. Playoffs-wise, yes. Yeah? In. Okay. Um, and with that said, yeah, let us know what you think everybody's getting paid. And, yeah, if you guys have any comments, let us know. So, moving on from the Your Bruins. boys. The, my boys, the happy, the happy dabbies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Lay Habitant. Um, so the Montreal Canadiens, they got four point uh four million in cat space, and they got twenty five NHL contracts. So they're little, like they got a couple guys that can shed here. Um, lineup wise, they got Tatar, Dano, Gallagher, Druan, Domi, Lekkinen, Byron, KK, Armia, Cousins, a paling wheel, and they got Mete, Weber, Kulak, Petrie, Sherrod, Juleson. Not in any particular order here. Um. Price Kincaid in net, so that's just kind of what about Carl, together. Carl Alsner? Carl Alsner, don't even bring that name up to me. <laughs> but I mean, that can change, right? Like Suzuki can jump in there and play. They got Nate Thompson. They got uh, like Pekka if he has a bounce back camp. Uh, Charles Houdon could jump in there. Christian Folin, uh, Charlie Lindgren. There's ton. Like this can change. There's so much variability to this lineup. So, um, yeah. Where do you guys want to start with this team? I'm I, interested. I, I, I kind of want to hear. I kind of want to hear your guys' opinions first. Well, I want to. I want to ask you one question: Is this off season? Do you think they got better? They got worse? They got or they stayed the same? So I think they got a little bit better. Um, and how so? I think that Kincaid was a massive upgrade over Niemi. Oh and, yeah. I mean, I think Kincaid gets kind of unfairly ripped on in like advanced stats and stuff because he faced so many shots last year. He played, or yeah, it was uh, the last couple years um with like schneider's injuries and all that like he took he took the devils to the playoffs let's not forget right uh and played pretty well yeah and then Sherrod, same thing i think we like maybe overpaid for him by a couple hundred thousand um but we really needed a left-handed defenseman so uh i think he's fine what about losing jordy ben (laughs) i think Sherrod's an upgrade over or over jordy ben I, i don't know if it's like substantial but i think we would have had to pay Jordy about the same to stay. Mm-hmm. And Sherratt's, he like he's played with Bufflin and stuff. He's 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 looked good, right? And, yep. and he's he was a big part of that Jets D. And I think uh, we're gonna see that like that physical presence. Um, the Jets D that is now disintegrated. Yeah, like you look at Montreal's D, right? And they're pretty physical. Like Petrie likes to hit, Weber likes to hit, Sherratt likes to hit. If Juleson plays, he's a physical guy. Like we have a pretty physical blue line, and then we got. Uh, two decent skaters in Mete and Kulak who can move the puck up the ice. Petrie can skate and move the puck up the ice. So it's, I think it's actually a pretty underrated um, balanced defense. Obviously, the left side can use some work, but uh, just looking at it, I think it's good. And when you have Carey Price in net, I mean, he'll make an average D look, look yeah. real good. So um, The second question I have is, are you worried about the Max Domi contract next year? Not even a little bit. Okay. Not even not even. The way that Mark Bergevin has structured uh, our contracts is, in my opinion, really, really well done. Like, he, he's got them spread out, and he's got a whole bunch of guys coming off each year. Next year, we got, um, obviously, Domi. But we got Dale Weiss, Matthew Peck, and Nate Thompson, who I don't even have on the roster right now. Nick Cousins, Charles Houdon, Christian Fullen, Mete, and Kincaid. So, um did you have cousins on the roster? I didn't. I did. I have him in he, the bottom. He the should. Bottom yeah, he's, he's like as a. Coyote's and we kind of stole. 
He's kind of stole two coyotes from you guys. He stole cousins and wheel, or wheel, hey? Yeah. Well, uh, I wouldn't say you guys. My employer. You stole them from my employer. I'm a Canucks fan here. But yes. <laughs> well, fair Do you enough. wear Canucks um, hats to work? Like, oh hell no! Oh hell no! <laughs> oh hell no! <laughs> I, I he's, have, he's, he's undercover. I do have he's a Canucks. Undercover. I have a Canucks lanyard though, and I have to. I have to always remember to hide that when I get there. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I do. As you know, I do cheer for the Coyotes as well. So, uh, Cousins is a great pickup. He, he's underrated, I think. Yeah. Well, I think both of those guys have scoring potential. I think those are great guys to put Brian Paling with because, like, if oh, he's yeah. going to play fourth line, you don't want to put him with two duds, right? Mm-hmm. You want to put him with two guys who have some talent, and I think Wheel and Cousins are perfect for that. So, that's why I have those guys there. Um, instead of like, I mean, Charlie, Charles Houdon could play there on the left side too, instead of cousins. I think it's kind of a battle. Um, those two guys are kind of battling for that spot. Um, and then I think, you know, Suzuki and wheel are kind of, or not, maybe not wheel, but there is kind of a right hand spot open for Suzuki as well. Um, on that, maybe drew and Domi line, which is kind of exciting if you're, um thinking about the future of the Habs so like this this lineup in about two years is gonna look drastically different right I mean I don't know if we have the best I don't know how to phrase this let me let me think here we don't have the best maybe high-end talent like a Rangers team or like um Leafs team I'm talking I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the prospects prospects here yeah like we don't have like the high-end guys um, I think we could probably match a team like LA, but we might be. It's a it's pretty close between us and Carolina when it comes to how deep we are. Like, where? Uh, I mean, I I tried to write down top prospects here, and I got like twenty five names down. Like, I there's a lot of guys that could make the NHL on this team. Like, I'll, I'll stroll through them here just for you guys. Um, I got I got Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Ryan Paling, Alexander Romanoff, Josh Brook, and Primo. Obviously, those are our seven big. Uh, guys with uh with yon in there and then i put i mean Juleson's still a prospect jordan harris jane struble yoni ekinen jake evans uh yoel teasdale lucas vegetimo matthias norlander kale flurry johnny fairbrother michael mcniven rep pitlick alan mcshane cole fonstad it just goes on and on right i mean kale Fleury's a guy who could take that that uh Juleson spot there i think i think it's a it's a battle between uh Juleson, flurry and christian folan for that that bottom right hand side uh that spot and I mean, you look at the way that Bergevin's been talking in all his interviews, and he's been saying, like, you know, we 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 want to give opportunity to our younger guys. I think that just screams that he wants these... He's looking... He's not going to make any panic moves, right? This team is set up for the next couple of years. We got draft picks at the yin-yang. We got prospects. Four fourth-round picks. We got four yeah, fourth-round picks. We, we got a first, two seconds a third, four fourths, two fifths, one six, and one seventh. So we got tons of picks. The draft's in Montreal next year. Alexi Lafreniere looks to be number one. I mean, if we miss the playoffs, I wouldn't even be mad. I'm, I'm going to put it that like, you guys. I think this team has playoffs I, next year. I think this team has potential to make the playoffs, but if I wouldn't Shea be Weber upset if again, we miss. If Shea Weber gets hurt again, that could. That could hurt. That will hurt. <laughs> yeah, that will hurt. No, I'll, um, I'll give my in out right now. You guys are in the playoffs for sure. Probably in a wild oh, card, you think, but I think, you think you're we're in. in. Sure. I, okay. 100%. I'm a believer. I think okay. you're in for sure. So wait, when you look at this, this this roster and how it's constructed, it's very much a score by committee uh, oh, yeah. team, right? And a lot of guys last year had 
um like domi took a huge step forward it'll be interesting to see if he keeps taking steps forward i think he will just because he's one of those guys that like in in the spotlight in the big city in montreal you just he just elevates his game right he just gets excited and i think in arizona no offense to you i know you work in arizona it's a little quieter well it's just really a style to- it's just not a comparison like the atmosphere yeah. is it's totally different and and max I think he enjoyed it in Arizona, but the spotlight's here uh, in Montreal more, much more so. Uh, and the guy works his ass off, so I don't think he he's not going to get any worse, I don't think. Like, he's probably either going to stay where he is or get better. Uh, and he's only yeah. 24, so, I mean, that's the year about the year you start to level off, but uh, yeah. he's, he's a good player. I mean, I think we know what we're getting from Gallagher, Dano, Tatar, that line Dom made last year. I think it was second best line in hockey for uh, advanced stats, like Corsi-wise. So, at 5-on-5, five five, like you just keep them together uh duran is a big question mark we'll see if he takes that step forward personally i think that um i think and i hope this might be my heart talking but i think he's gonna have a good year i think he's gonna have a 70 point season and i think he's gonna we're gonna we're gonna start to see that um spark in him he he took a lot of time in the offseason he did video work with claus julian to try to improve his game um and he's been a big topic in like the Habs Reddit and like the Habs community. What's like trade him? Uh, this guy's a dud. He's gonna be a healthy scratch by the end of the year, right? Like people are saying, predicting that it when he's in the or when we're in, if we make the playoffs, he'll be in the press box, which is just it's just mad to me. Like that's just insane, right? The amount of talent this guy has. You put him with Domi. I think those two showed that they can be really effective. They went on a tear at the start of the year last year, and then. Like, let's not forget that Dome or Druan in his last like twenty seven games had like I think it was around it was around five or seven points. Like it, it wasn't very good. He 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 had struggling scoring and then they kinda got split up and it was kinda a disaster, right? So we kinda had a tough end of the year. But if those two guys can score, this team is making the playoffs. I have no doubt in my mind. If if those two guys have you know, if Domi has a sixty point season and Duran has a sixty point season it's going to be tough. Um, another big big point on this team is KK. He had uh, 34 points last year. He is the youngest player in the league. He is one of the youngest players to ever play in the league. And Can we get a point prediction on him from all three of us? I'm curious. Oh, I'll let you guys go first. Um, Zane, I haven't heard anything from you. Go go ahead, buddy. Oh, I think Zane... Is Zane, is Zane hidden? He took, he took, he took, go first and I'll go and then we'll go, we'll go back. He's getting, he's getting a beer. He's having a beer. He's, he's getting a beer. It's, it's about halfway through the episode. It's beer time. <laughs> um, 45. 45. Okay. He goes in. I'm saying 50. And I, I wasn't yeah. getting a beer. I was getting the water. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start the episode with the water. Needed the water midway through. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm saying 50 points for Jesper Kotkaniemi. Uh, he's a great player. He's a great center uh, at that young age and he's only getting better but I don't see him breaking out to a crazy extent uh, at least not this year 50 points is a solid sophomore season for him I don't think I don't think we'll see a sophomore slump out of him all right it all comes down to me here so I think a big part of how he's going to do this year is who he's playing with right now he's with Byron and Armia um, I think Armia's got a lot of potential and those two guys got the Finland uh, same same hometown hookup they got a lot of chemistry together Byron's always been a solid guy, you know, around the 40-point mark. So um, if he jumps up and let's say they move Domi over the left wing and he plays with, like, Domi and Duran or maybe Suzuki makes the team, he plays with those guys. 
he can have a big year. So for me, I look at him and I'm going to go with 54 points. I think that's that's where I have him slotting. And then I think in his third season, we're going to see a massive jump for, for KK. He's still really young, right? Like he's... Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, I saw somebody post on the Reddit too. If he gets, um, what is it? 31, 31 points in like 62 games this year in the first 62 games, he'll actually break uh, uh, Mario Tromboy's record for most goals or most points by Hab Habs player in their teens, which would be insane to think about. All the guys that have played for the Habs, right? Um, that'd be really special. So, and plus, uh, I'm just gonna say this: fuck Mario Tremblay for trading away Patrick <laughs> Wall. So yeah, KK, please, please take that fucking record from him. Um, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> Harsh. Well, I, yeah, I'm just but not, fair. Yeah, but fair. Fair. So, um, for me, the only way I see this team missing the playoffs this year is if Shea Weber gets hurt again and Kotkaniemi has a sophomore slump. I think that's they need him to step up this year and really help the team out. I think those. You know, not having those two would cause a perfect storm, and, and that'd be the reason why they'd be out. I I would agree. I'll say Shea Weber. I think if Kekia had the same year, uh, they'd be okay as long as Domi had the same year. If Domi falls off, then I think that's kind of the point where they struggle. Do you guys think this team can do damage in the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. I think they're dangerous. They're 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 fast. They, they beat they up got, the Bruins last year. They have goaltending. Uh, they they, beat they up the have, Bruins. They have what beat it up takes. the Lightning. Yeah, we beat up the Lightning, beat up the Bruins. We kind of struggled against the uh, Leafs, but I think that was kind of um, a lie because I think two of those games we outplayed them and then they kind of came back and, and beat us off of some bad bounces and we kind of fell apart because we're a young team. So, um, yeah. But I, I, like, I wouldn't want to play us in the playoffs. We're fast. We have a, like, we're tenacious. You think about the guys we have on this team Tatar, Domi, Deno, Gallagher, Lekin, and Byron. Those guys just hound you. Like they're like little pests, right? They're four checking, they're all over the puck. Um but then carry like let's we got Carrie Price in it. Let's nothing better. I mean, than well, that. there's there's a lot of guys who have said that Carrie Price or here's Vasilevsky, here's Bobrovsky. Dude, fuck that shit. No, like Price is Price is the man. He's the best goalie in the world. And I don't care what anybody like this guy has had some pretty bad teams the last couple of years, and that's why he struggled. And this might be a hot take, man, but I, I think he's going to have like heart-like numbers again this year. He's he's going to play well this year, and I think he's determined. He's sick of losing. He's missed the playoffs two years in a row. He wants to win, and he, I think he's realizing he's near, or he's made some comments that his window is closing maybe, and I don't think he's going to let that just go away. I think he's going to take matters into his own hand and will these boys into the playoffs and yeah, I think I think they're gonna go far. I would not be surprised if Montreal is like a Columbus next year and knocks off one of the the first seeds. I don't know if they're gonna get a wild card or if they're gonna get a uh, division spot, but I think they're gonna get a wild card spot. So I have them in as well. Yeah, I I agree. Is there anything else you guys want to like talk about? I think an interesting point uh, for me personally is if they make the playoffs, does Cole Caulfield play in the playoffs? Does he is he a one and done in college and come and come to the Habs in the playoffs? Ooh, uh, I think no, no, he's he's gonna get killed. I think if he doesn't, stop, <laughs> just, I, he's gonna get killed. Like and that's I I love him and I think he's an awesome awesome player, but he's he's gonna get his ass killed, dude. You think so? 
the playoffs are so physical and he's just so small. I think you got to give him action in, in a regular season game first. And but come on, man, he's not that small. It's not like he's five six. He's five seven. Like let's oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but like he, I don't know, man. He scores so much. It's if they need it, you never know. If you need it, yeah. Well, I I could see him if they don't. I think the best case scenario is Wisconsin kind of fizzles and then he plays the last couple games of the season and we see like what's up with him. Like that's like best case scenario, right? If if they like right, make definitely if he doesn't have time kind of like paling last year where he was only able to play the one game because they went so far in the frozen four. I don't really see him playing the playoffs, but if they get eliminated. Though. Yeah. Um Wow, yeah, yeah no we, kidding. What I mean, a game. Yeah, let's let's talk about Ryan Paling, who's actually the highest points per game player in the entire NHL history. Oh and, my uh, god. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just I'm just just throwing that out there. Matthews who? No. Um where is he slot in the lineup this year? Paling, I have him fourth line. But it, it, it can vary. He could play third line because Domi could slot over to the wing and then KK can move up and play second line minutes, so there's a lot of flexibility. But um no, I think I think Caulfield is an interesting one. Uh, we we look at the lineup next year, and next year, dude, I'm giddy because Caulfield's coming, Suzuki Paling, we got Alexander Romanov. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's pretty yep. highly touted. He he was defenseman of the tournament for World Juniors. He's got this is his last year left for the um, uh, his contract in the KHL. Uh, yeah, so we got like you you name a position on this team. And that this is where the real strength of the Habs prospect system is. You name a position on this team, and we have it covered in terms of prospects. You want a right winger? We got Cole Caulfield. You want a center? We got Paling. Uh, we got Suzuki. You want a defenseman? We got Romanov Brook. You got um, you, you want a goalie? We got Caden Primo. Like we we got everything covered. Um, it, it's it's just mental. You, you think about a couple years ago where this team was in terms of. Uh, Oh, the Habs don't have any centers, dude. We have too many centers. I don't know what to do with all these centers. I'm, it's like we're juggling, like set, like it, it's crazy. So, and it's also extremely fun because I, I don't know what it's like to have centers. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting used to. It. I told, I told uh, Zane the other day, like, if Cole Caulfield turns out to be like a forty goal, you know, Rocket Richard type candidate, I mean, how long has it been since the Habs had that? I. A long time. The closest guy has been Patch Ready for me in my like memory of the Habs. Um, I mean, I'm only 23, so um, I I haven't been around for any of the. I've I've never seen Montreal win a cup. Uh, and dude, when it happens, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. It's gonna be. I mean, you guys are in the same boat. Oh uh, yeah. Ben's a Canucks fan, and he's has. I mean, the Canucks have We've never, never won, won a cup. Uh, I've seen Zane, him get I close. Mean, Zane, we don't talk about what his favorite team is because they're kind of like. It's just depressing to think about. <laughs> with, with yeah, poor Oilers, but um, yeah, I'm excited. So, uh, is there any? Let's 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 finish up with the Canucks or with the the Habs. I'm, I have I found out enough about them. So. Well, I, we didn't get the in out from Zane. Oh, we did. I think he said in. Oh, um, did you? I'm going in unless Weber gets hurt and KK yeah. is it down here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Any other questions you want to hit me with? No, I I th- I had those couple and that was about it. I, I I'm a big fan. Like I I am on board with this team and uh, I think. Ben, I'll buy. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a hat. 
You can when when Vancouver gets eliminated, you can cheer for my team. Sure, man. <laughs> I I y'all take a free hat. <laughs> I'll take. I, I don't mind the Habs at all. I don't. I don't. And I I'm hoping the Canucks make the playoffs. So until they either don't make it or are eliminated, I will put the hat away. But if I I'd, I'd happily cheer for you guys. I I, I like it. Look at you trying to make friends with us. That's what a I good, I don't mind the Habs, man. Guy. Out of all the Canadian teams, there are like I think they're probably my like I don't mind them at all. Well, you guys aren't making friends out in there in Carolina, so. Maybe yeah, it's no. going to make some elsewhere. Oh, that's exciting! That that rivalry we got uh, first game first game of the season open opening night rivalry new new rivalry. We that's got, like that's a matchup that David maybe versus be, Goliath <laughs> that maybe <laughs> could be featured on Wednesday night rivalry night. Uh, it's Absolutely. better than some of the ones that they have there, but it's no like Boston and Montreal. It's no Battle of Alberta. Oh. Like oh yeah, I'll just this is. I'll, uh, I'll just I, I, I want to close up uh, with with two statements here. Uh, that that Habs Reddit will appreciate. Uh, fuck the Leafs and, and fuck the Bruins. Okay, moving on. I, so we got all, I back up those statements. <laughs> we got we got the Sens here. So uh, the Sens got 10.8 million in cap space, um, which is surprising because I actually thought they'd have more. Uh, they got the Chuck White, Declare Brown, Tierney, Batherson, uh, Balkers, Anisimov, Ryan, Ennis, Peugeot, Bodker. They got Shabbat, Zaisev, Hansi, Demello, Wolanin. Uh, Euros, Anderson, and Nielsen. So they got uh, they got a team that I don't I don't know what to call this. They have a team. Uh, they have a team. Uh, that's they, it's still let's, Ottawa. Let's start with the positives here, and it doesn't even have to do with their team. Uh, they got two first round picks, three second round picks, three sixth round, two fifth round, and then next year again they have two or uh, three second round picks. Yeah, they got well, a lot of top picks. They also got a lot of prospects. I mean, I don't know how many are like elite, but they got prospects. They, they got, have NHL players in there. We can talk about Eric Brandstrom because Brandstrom looks sick. Yeah, that's, he sick. Does. that's that's impressive. They got they got Thomas Shabbat. There's some there's some positives. They got Brady Tuchuk. He looked good last year. Yep, yep. Uh, I think Anthony Duclair's got some potential still. Uh, I think he's underrated. So they got some, and he's only 24. Yeah, but they have Eugene Melnick. And oh, it all sinks. Uh, it just falls apart. Um. Now, one of the things that Eugene Melnick has said is the Senators will he will spend close to the player salary cap from 2021 to 2025. No, he won't. Oh, screw Why? that guy. How That's is an he... empty promise. That's... He's not even going to be the GM in 2020. Well, he's the owner. He's the owner. He's, go- he's, he's there as or long not, as he's Sorry, not GM. Owner, yeah. Sorry, owner. I... I think he's going to lose too much money in the next couple of years. I think the Ottawa fans are going to... If I was not a fan, I'm not paying for a goddamn ticket for that team until that guy's gone. Well, they're not. They're kind of bad. So Yeah, they had to get rid of seats. But I don't blame them. Like, no, the why team would you is go? so poorly run. But the thing is, you want to keep your team there. Like They want to keep the team there. But it's fucking Melnick. Like, if, it doesn't matter so, where he takes the team. No one likes I mean, this guy. Buy, buy merchandise, but don't go to the games. Yeah, I don't even like, know if that give works. Give them some so. revenue through that, but don't... I don't, I don't I don't know what the solution is, but that, like I don't know how you get him to go. But he needs. And to I'm go. sorry to you, Ottawa fans. Like it sucks. You guys a couple years ago were almost in the Stanley Cup, and now we're here. It's just, it's really sad. You just think of the names they've lost: Duchesne, Stone, uh, Dzingel, Carlson. Um, am I am I missing more? There's there's gotta be more. I mean, those are big names right there's, there. Those are, those are big names, more. but but um, those are the biggest. One thing I will say is that. It's not like they lost them for for nothing. 
they no they got acquired guys. assets up the ass. But I I think the problem them. was oh, they, yeah. they, they have a lot like, of picks. They like, got okay. They got numbers, but like, did they get any like, you know, like grade A guys back? Eric Ransom's a grade A guy. Yeah, sure. There's one. Who else? They they we just said they gave up four guys. So. Uh, Josh Norris is like the next best, right? They do have a probable high first round pick this year with their own first rounder. They They finally they have their first rounder this year. Congratulations, and And you never know if the Sharks tank. You never know. They won't. The Sharks could have a bad year, but they could could. fall off there. If if Jones has a bad year, if I mean they're aging, I have a bad year, but. Now, we all know this team's going to shit the bed completely this season. They're making the playoffs. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. They're going to get a top you know first. I can't even joke. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, They're, they're, they're going to get a good pick. They're going to get a good pick. What if they hit on one even two of their second rounders? Then they're going to get another top pick next year. And maybe they hit on one or two of their other second rounders again. And all of a sudden, this team will look like probably what the New York Rangers are right now. A young, the problem is, the problem is with team. this team... The problem is with this team. I don't even know if this. It's. Full I don't like. I don't. I don't like their drafting after like the first round. Well, the problem. They make some questionable picks. Well, and the problem is they just started the rebuild right now because now they're yeah. getting their picks. Like exactly. this is year one of rebuild, which is really unfortunate because it's going to be a couple by a couple. I mean, probably five years. They need to invest in good scouts. They need to bring good scouts into the system. Because, yeah, but like, he's not going to pay. Not like he's. Yeah, I don't know, man. But he's like, gonna go scout himself. He's gonna be the guy that decides. I mean, the Shane Pinto pick, when like you got guys that I don't, I don't, I don't care if Kaliev had rough testing in Lavoie. When you have high end guys who are supposed to go in the fifteen to twenty range that are sitting there, you gotta you take, take a chance. Don't you take a chance on them? Absolutely. I loved their next pick where they took Mad Sogard. That was a fantastic pick. But that sh- do I- maybe this is why I'm not a scout. But I like to think I I'm, I'm decent. I put together lists. I I I look at players and I do. I had Shane Pinto in like the the, the low sixties. Oh wow, you had him that low, huh? Yeah, like it was. I they took that pick and wow, I said, like, "Are you kidding me?" That's a reach, man. Especially there with, were so many other guys. Like there. With the, I would have taken Lavoie. Like he's a high risk, high French? reward. But French, like, yeah. Like they, they they're bilingual there. Like I I mean that shouldn't count. I think I would have taken Kaliev, but like, still, there there's different guys to take. I, I loved the Lassie Thompson pick. I thought Lassie Thompson. Oh, was that was a great pick. pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He. By the way, Lassie Thompson had two goals or two points in his. Um, maybe maybe it was two goals. I know for sure it was two points. Might have been two goals for his uh, season opener this year uh, this week in the nice. uh, in his league out in Europe. So. But like they could have killed the draft. That was good. They could have had two good picks and. They could have had three. They could have had Jack Hughes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Hey. Don't, well, actually, no, they, they wouldn't have had Jack Hughes. They would have had uh, who are they? Bowen Byram. Yeah. Bowen Byram. Whoa, whoa yeah. man, too bad. Could you imagine Bowen Byram, Eric Brandstrom, Thomas Shabbat, Lassie Thompson? Like, dear God. That's your rebuild all of a sudden from, goes from five years to three. Yeah. And you strike on a pick from next year, like, you're you're almost competitive again in two years. And now it's just, it's, it's brutal. Imagine being Go a ahead, Senators man. fan and... You know, through the years, you've seen Burnaby Joe Sackick score crazy goals for Team Canada. And then he goes on to become the general manager of the Colorado Avalanche and absolutely fleece the Ottawa Senators in a Matt Duchesne trade. That's, do you hate him now? 
Do you think the Senators fans hate Joe Sackick? Well, Joe Sackick was about to lose his job, I think. And then he thought, how do I save my job here? And he looked at it through all the teams and he went, hmm, Eugene Melnick is the owner of this team. I should probably call them up and try to <laughs> offer them something, should I? They just went to the conference finals. <laughs> Maybe they will pay for Matt Duchesne. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was nutty. Okay, I, I do want to talk about some positives of this team because we've been harping on them a lot. We know Melnick is shit and he needs to go. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start the, the last questionable thing I'm going to say before we, start, we go into some positive things is what do we think about Pierre Dorian as a general manager? Is he the guy to build this team again? Is he the guy? Do we even have a choice? Like, is is Dorian gonna or is Melnick gonna pay anybody else? Probably not. So he, he better be the guy. the guy. Does anybody want the job? He's been he's been following orders, doing what Melnick says. I don't think that you let him go at this point. Um, no, no. I mean, I mean, from a fan's perspective, do you want Dorian rebuilding this team? It's tough, right? Like, he's. I don't think he's tough. the worst, but he's like, do you really try? Like, if he's a puppy dog to Melnick is that the guy you really want rebuilding your team it's no uh, I guess I, it's not but, but like I mean, what else you are you gonna really do say, you don't really have a say in it so <laughs> all right yeah fair enough I mean I I don't know I don't know man okay let's get into some positives here because I'm, I'm getting depressed just talking about this so oh, um okay you look let's, let's look at the prospects so Drake Batherson looks like he's gonna play this year and be a good player um, Eric Branstrom looks like he's going to play this year and be a good player. So if you're if you're a Sens fan, you want to go watch some games. Um, I mean, Branstrom, Shabbat, Batherson, Tuchuk, uh, White, oh, and 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 Brown are all guys that you can go and watch, and they're probably going to be fun to watch, right? Um, Jacob Bernard Docker is a defenseman I took a couple years ago. Uh, he played in Okotoks Junior Year when he got drafted. I'm from Okotoks. Watched him play a ton. He'll be a good player. He should be a good player. So. That was a good pick. Um, I, I like Bernard Docker a lot. That was a solid pick. Formington was kind of a late round pick that looked looked decent. Um, they got Philip Gustafson off that trade with, uh, was it Pittsburgh, I think? Uh, with the Broussard deal. I think it was Broussard deal. They got Philip Gustafson. They got Mad Sogard. And they got Joey Decord. So those three guys, at least one of them is going to step up and take the starting role. Yeah, so they, they, have, have no, they have no spots. problems No problems in net there. Um Josh Norris, they got. He looks like he's going to be... I mean, I think he can be a second-line center behind behind White. I don't know if White can be the... It's tough because they're probably missing that one C, that one C and then you probably like White and Norris, but you, you got what you got, right? That's yeah. um, that's for maybe the next couple of years they can try to find a number one center. Um, Vitaly Abramov looks like he's going to be a decent player. Um, Abramov? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, Abramoff, Abramoff, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and then kind of after that, uh, I mean, I talked about Shane Pinto. He's there, but he's there. That that was a rough pick for me. Uh, Philip Chalpik. I mean, he's also there. Uh, Jonathan Davison looks like he could play. Uh, Max Verano, Ver- uh, Verano, Veranu. I wish I knew how to pronounce that. I, I need to get better at this. But um, so is, it, is it safe to say the future of this organization rests on the next two drafts? Yes, hundred percent. They need to find a center, an elite center. Like this is the problem. They are actually looking decent on the wings. They have some guys there. I mean, obviously you're taking Lafreniere, but maybe Brady Chuck can play center. He he did play some center uh, in the past, and. Maybe that's a solution. Maybe Tuchuk can slide over and play center, and you have Lafreniere on the left wing. But like 
God, I hope this team drafts Lafreniere and gets that spot. I think everybody in Ottawa is like pleading for it because if they don't, and let's there's say other, there's some good options. No, there are, them. but let's say they take a pick and it busts. Like I don't think Lafreniere is gonna bust. He's kind of like an auto. I think he's gonna be good. Um, I don't know if he's as good as what everybody's saying he is, but I think he's yeah, he's, he's gonna be an, the expectation. Yeah, he's gonna be a, a good NHL player. So there's that and then after that there's always some risks right like we see the dal coles we see the uh the galchenyuks who don't they, they don't quite ever reach their you, you know what i mean yep. um the in that after the maybe top two picks if they fall to three in that three to seven range it's there's always there's always some scary picks there's always one guy that kind of doesn't ever do like a flurry or a um sam bennett those kind of guys you know what i'm saying yeah um, so I think it's vital that they get at least a one or two pick, and I hope they do because um, losing Ottawa would be losing a, a rival to beat up on yeah. as a Habs fan. So losing Ottawa, you're saying their entire organization is just going to be gone. Well, if they moved, yeah, like that. You're. St- I don't want them to move. I, I think. I think that. I think that the nation's the, capital. The like, I think Canada needs a team moving, in, in the yeah. capital. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed if they moved to Quebec City because that'd be a sick rivalry for the Habs too. But um, that is how Quebec would get their team. Yeah, I think that's the only way. But I mean, I think it, we need a team in the nation's capital. We're, I mean, Canada's supposed to be like hockey Canada. If you don't have a team in the capital, like what's going on, right? So, um, what was I just talking about? Ottawa. Oh, I got they're, just, they're just bad. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of depressing. I, you know what's kind of nice is next year they have Callahan and MacArthur coming off their their, their long term yeah, that, injury reserve. Nice. That's well, I don't know if that's nice actually for Melnick. They're gonna have to pay some guys to actually oh, get a bump. They'll wear. find another guy to pay. Who's Louis Erickson? <laughs> Louis Erickson. Carl Alsner. There's always those oh. guys, and, and uh, Mon- Chris Mon- Russell will find them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is there anything else, guys? Like, are we? Is there anything else? How many Leafs players do they have on the scene? One, two, three. Three. That's not even that much. I thought there was more. Well, they just got three. I mean, they have Anderson. Just the wrong Anderson. (laughs) Anderson versus Anderson. Got a feel for Craig Anderson, too. He's like dying in like. I heard he requested a trade. They just haven't traded him. I well, would if I was I mean, him. who's who? I mean, yeah, I guess. all due respect to Anderson, but who wants him? At the, well, at this, he could be a good. He's still yeah, okay. He could be a good thirty-game goaltender. Who does he replace is better than any of the? I mean, playoff teams. Oh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. He he they could retain. So you know what? They could retain. They could retain salary for this year, and he'd only be two point three. So he's okay. Mike Smith, two million bucks. So. Yeah, maybe. If I'm the Oilers, I'd rather have Anderson than Mike Smith. Yeah, that's debatable for sure. I Ottawa still needs a goaltender. Let's not. They're gonna run with Anders Nielsen. Hey, then they're really gonna get no yeah. fans to their game. Let me tell you, as a Canucks fan, he uh, lets in a lot of softies. So good luck. <laughs> I guess you guys have right, well, the year, but I'm. Um, is that is that it? Is that the end of I our offseason I, program? I, I think that's the end of our offseason program. Sens fans, I know we were kind of depressing and we were kind of hard, but 
I mean, yeah, they, the truth they know. hurts. I they think know. They, they know. Truth hurts. They, they understand. Wow. Um, got hold on. They got prospects. Like they're like, oh, it's they, like, look they, on the bright side. Just know. Just drive a dagger right through their hearts. Yeah, but okay. Ottawa fans okay. are smart. They, hold on. They, know. they got draft picks. There's here's the butt. You got two first rounds. You got three second round picks next year. Coming from a Habs fan, if you hit those second round picks, it can do a lot. And you got three yeah, second absolutely. round picks two years in a row. So kudos to you. Um, yeah. Well, we can finish up with saying that they have uh, they have fourteen guys uh, that are free agents next year. Wow. <laughs> that, 14, that's something 14 guys who were able to escape <laughs> i don't know where they would escape to well a couple there's uh six of them that are rfas so oh, yeah. only uh only eight of them can actually truly escape oh good no. luck good luck well someone will take peugeot someone will take uh maybe someone will take borwicky maybe Two of the two of the guys can't even actually play. Callahan's done and yeah. arthur's done so oh yeah. okay so there's only what now four guys that can escape Six guys. Six guys that can escape. Craig Anderson, Hansey, Borwecki. Maybe let's talk about that. What is with the A's they put on there? I oh, don't know, is a good... Did you see that interview he did with uh, Eugene yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got you there. there yeah. There's one of them. The second one, Ron Hansey, I guess, you know, he, he was on a playoff team. They, they don't really have many other veteran guys like that. So, so I guess... What about like some people who are actually going to stick around? Like, <laughs> like maybe like, like Brown. What about what about Connor? Here? What about Connor Brown? He might actually stick around and like be a Sen. I'm sorry, you know? hold on. Is Peugeot actually their longest tenured? Yes. Sen's player. Yes. Yes. It's not Bobby yes, Ryan. Yes, it is. It's Peugeot. Bobby Ryan. Bobby Why didn't they give the eight? They should give the C to Bobby Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> After looking to trade him all summer long, give him the C. You're a captain now. Like they should just put IR on his jersey. Yeah, do. All right, well, that's enough ripping on the sense. I'm sorry, guys. Um, if you, you know, chirp us back. We ripped on you. Rip on us. I, I thoroughly, you know what? I hope you do. Get, get some of your anger on us. You know, we can let it out. It. It's good. It. It's good to, to let it out. It's good to. We don't want you guys being, you know, all. All you know, we you, you got to get it out. So, um, um I think we should advice, say. Oh, go ahead. Zane, one go piece ahead, of advice. Just laugh. Just laugh it off. I've been oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Coming from the Oilers fan, yeah, this is good advice. Zane and I have been there the just last laugh. couple years. Zane, Zane's still going through it, guys. That's true. You know, <laughs> he's, had, he's had five first-round picks or four first-overall picks, and he's he's still going through it. So, listen, it, it might – maybe you guys can look at the Oilers and say, hey, we did it better. So – yeah, you, you guys go. will be out of your rebuild. You're you're at rock us, bottom. So. You can go up. You can only go yeah, up. Yeah, that's a that's a last question. Who gets out of the rebuild quicker? The Senators or the Oilers? Oh, oh if the Oilers think, don't, dude, then I think it's Oilers. <laughs> it's time it's time to fold well, the That's franchise. actually that's actually a really interesting With question. With Connor McDavid and Dreisel, if they can't beat the Ottawa Senators, I still think it's Oilers. It's time it's to fold. Oilers. It's time to fold. We'll revisit this in five years. Okay. One thing, if you guys, oh no, go ahead. One thing I think we should say to all the people who listen and all our Reddit postings and all that. If if we got new fans, thank you for hopping on, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, We're really excited for the season to start, and we can kind of get some fresh new content out there rather than. I mean, the off-season program we did was a lot of fun, but uh, it's it's hockey time, and and I think we're all ready. So thank you to our new listeners and new followers and. Let's get this thing going. Like I'm, I'm pumped. I know Grayson and Zanar. So like, let's let's get it on, man. 
let's get it on. Can't wait like for the season. All right. Well, again, yell at us on Reddit, and if uh, Reddit wasn't enough for you, Suns fans, follow us on Twitter at uh, Hockey Heaven Pod. Um, tweet at us and, and scream at our faces. We love to argue. We do. We, we love it. So, um, yeah. With that said, thanks for thanks for listening, guys, and stay tuned for the next couple of weeks because season predictions are going to be coming out. NHL season is going to be coming out. Lots more content coming to you all year long. So, uh, yeah, tune in. Thanks, guys.